Do you realize the devil is afraid of you? Some of you may not realize it. The devil is afraid of you. And that is why the devil attacks you. Because he's afraid of you and he's afraid of what you can reach. What can you obtain? What can you get? So the enemy, you see, he doesn't know everything. But he definitely can smell things that are coming. Because he knows how God works. He used to live up there once. And he's been living down here for a long time. So he knows how humans react. So he knows when something is getting ready to be a blessing to you. That God has sent your way. He cannot stop it. But he knows you can stop what is yours. You have total authority over what is yours. Say it. I got, I got total authority. Say it. Over everything that is mine. This is one of the things that we must learn. As a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, what is my level of authority? Nobody has more authority over you than you. And of course, whosoever you obey, you surrender your authority. When you were a little boy, a little girl, you wanted to do something. But when your dad said, do this, you obey, you surrender your authority to do what he wanted, not what you wanted. And that's what happened with Adam. God gave, well, read Genesis, the book of Genesis. God gave Adam every authority, total, total, say total. Total autoridad, total authority over this planet. But then, when he obeyed the devil, he surrendered his authority to the devil. That's why in 1 Corinthians 4, Paul says that the devil is the God of this world. God with a small G now, not real God, but he's the, he's the one that governs, has the authority of this planet because Adam gave him the authority be, as he obeyed him. But you realize what we're celebrating here? We're celebrating here the resurrection of the Christ. What that means is that Jesus Christ in his resurrection Obtained total victory over death and over the devil. Everything the devil has taken away from Adam, Jesus Christ has retained it back. And if he took it back, now if you are a believer, you have that authority that he gave. My God, do you really understand what I'm saying? Say something. Praise God, man. I'm giving you a mouthful here, babe. I'm telling you. You do not know who you are. You don't even know what you have. That's it. You've been coming to church. <laughs> so that's what it is. Today is the day of victory. Day of victory. Jesus Christ has beaten death. Our victory is in the resurrection. He obtained victory. He acquired victory as he rose from the tomb. The Bible says that we are members of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is synonymous of church. The church is the body of Christ. And you are part of the body of Christ 
if you are a church. How do I get to be a church? Well, you get to receive the Lord as Savior. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When you receive the Lord as Savior, he enters into your soul, into your heart. And makes, he makes you part of him. So the authority that he has, that's what, you know, you go to John. John chapter, what is it, 14, 14 12. And it says, he that believeth in me, the same works that I do, he will do also. That's heavy. When you read the gospel and see everything that Jesus said, and now Jesus is saying, the same thing that I do, you will do also if you believe in me. He's passing to you the authority he has. But that's not to everybody. That's are those that receive him. Remember, in this covenant, the new pact, the new covenant, is based in now God have chosen to live in human beings. Before he lived in tents, before in places like this, temples, not anymore. This is not the church. The church is you if you have Jesus Christ. This place is holy, not because it's the temple of God. This is where the... This place is holy when you enter in if you have Jesus in your heart. Give yourself a hand. Praise God. I'm telling you. Are you, are you, you receive my words? So now, as you become a member of the body of Christ, that means you have been baptized in the body of Christ. Baptism in Greek means to be placed into. You work, when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, you are placed into or baptized in the body of Christ. That means, and this is, this is a very heavy thing for religious people. But in this church, I don't teach religion. I teach relationship with God. I go through the Bible, not man-made things that are not in the Bible. So religions cannot allow me to think that I am a member in the manner that I'm explaining to you, but that's what the Bible says, that you're a member of the body of Christ. And the same work that I do, Jesus said, you will do also. Why? Because now, when you receive Jesus, Jesus in you continues doing the job. You will do it through you, but he is really in you. Because what? Because you... Because you have received him. Do you follow me or are you asleep there? What's that? Yeah. Amen. You're asleep. Good. Wake up. Yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. So you have an authority. And I'm going to go back to what I'm saying. The devil is afraid of you. You are not going to make a festivity whenever you are in a test. Whenever you're attacked. Either your health is attacked, your, your finances are attacked, your family are attacked. So you do not receive that as God. You have to understand that that's the devil doing that because he's trying to hinder something that is coming. Do you follow what I'm saying? So when I say, if you've been attacked, be happy, I'm not saying be happy because of the attack. I say be happy because of the why of the attack. The attack is there for you not to receive whatever God has for you. You know, you got to be ready to receive what God has for you. 
Hey, man, Amazon is coming with a box. You better be home. <laughs> you better be home or he takes the box back. You hear? Don't be afraid of the devil. Whenever the devil attacks you, laugh at him and tell him, hey, do you know who I am? I'm a member of the body of Jesus Christ, my Lord. The time for religion is past. God is expecting a church, a powerful church. That is not into the religion thing. That is into the relationship with him. A connection with the master. Realizing what a day like today means. His victory of the, over the tomb is your victory. Your victory. Let me read this. Are you following me? Oh, no, this is pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise God, some of you are still asleep. Now, in John, you follow everything I said now? In John chapter 2 to 18, this was after he went into the temple and he saw a lot of people, a bunch of thieves. They are selling things and stealing things and defiling the temple of God. So then, I mean, hey, if Jesus Christ were being here at this time, they, they, they crucify him again. Because this man has no love. That's what most, some of you may say. Well, he got a, a rope and he whipped all those guys out of there. He turned all those tables that they were selling things and all that. And everything was crooked. And uh, it may appear that he had no love. But he did that because of the love he had for the Father. And there has to be, you see, bad people, even though God wants to forgive them, there's a limit. You don't mess with God. You don't want to have an anger, an angry God coming your way. And Jesus saw, or well, by his action, he showed there how upset could God be when bad people does not have a limit in their walk. Are you following what I'm saying? Then answered the Jews and said unto him, after he did that, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou... Does these things. What are the things he does? Well, all those things he did. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple in three days, and I will raise it up. Continue. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and without rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scriptures and the word which Jesus had said. This is so interesting, everything here. First of all, he was not talking about raising that temple where he was at the moment. He was talking about raising his temple with his body. He was prophesying that he was going to be three days in the tomb, and then he was going to be raised up. But of course, there was no spiritual sensitivity for them to realize that. So they were thinking that he, was, was, he meant the temple that took 46 years to be built. This crazy guy is saying that he's going to rebuild it up in three days. But Jesus was referring to his temple, his body. The interesting thing here is that it says here in the t verse 22, when therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture. And they believed the scripture. 
and the word which Jesus has said. So what I mean to say, even his own believed after he rose from the dead because they didn't really believe him when he gave him the, the, the example that he was going to be, uh, he's going to be rose, raised from the dead. It's like in the church. You can be sitting right here and you may not believe what I'm saying until you have the, the test comes and you see the results. I just pray that you believe that what I'm saying is the word of God because I'm trying to back it up with the word. This is not just my idea and this is not just a positive mind thing. The thing is that God, you are Jesus Christ, is extremely positive, you know. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. So it's not that I can do all things because I am Alberto. I can do all things through Christ because I'm in Jesus Christ and I believe what he said about me and he lives in me and he lives in you. So yeah, this is not all. This is just another uh, uh, positive uh, whatever. No, no. There's no one more positive than God. Nothing is impossible to God. Therefore, you cannot get no more positive and no mind in the world can be compared with the mind of God because he is God. And it says that I, if I believe in him, all things are possible for me. Ah, why? Because he lives in me. Why does he live in you? Because I have free will. He, God, made me and you with free will, and I decided to ask the God that I believed, the Jesus Christ that I believed since I was a little boy, I, when I was 27 years old, I finally was ready to say, come and live in my heart. My free will was exercise. I asked God. You see, God, okay. People say, well, God can do anything. No, God cannot do anything. God could do anything, but he doesn't do anything. Everything because uh, God made some rules and he followed those rules. And one of the rules is that his top creation, which is mankind, will have free will and will always have the power to choose. Therefore, he will not ever push you to do something he wants. He will influence you through his word. He will put people like me to scream at you three or four times <laughs> to get influence and trying to see that you may see the road and pick the road, but you have to do it. Some people say, no, I cannot. Yeah. I believe it. I'm too old to report changes. I, was, I believe in Christ. That's good enough. No, that's not good enough. You got to go to the Bible that talks about Christ. You got to talk to, you see, if I'm going to believe in Jesus, I got to believe his own way, not my way. That's what happened to me. I was, I was living, yeah, I guess I was living like hell. <laughs> when before, before I had that encounter with the Lord, I was a musician. And believe me, I was not walking the, the holy road. And uh, then I had a, an encounter with God. I was reading the Bible. I was, I, was, I was not in a church. I was, nobody taught to me about like I'm doing to you. 
That was a Bible that I took from a hotel. Gideon's Bible. You know every hotel has that there? And I took that Bible. And I started reading that Bible for the first time in my life. Because when I used to get to that hotel, high, I used to get that dark Bible. Because that time was, I'm talking about now, 74. All the Bibles were black. <laughs> and uh, Gideon's Bible. I used to get that Bible. Oh, yeah. I kissed the Bible. And I went to sleep with that Bible. But I never opened it. I knew it was holy. That's all I knew. But it was as holy as una medallita, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it was. And, uh, but I read it. And I started reading it. And I had a confrontation with God. And I chose to say, I'm going to serve you from now on. I receive you in my heart. I want to be yours. And I was transformed. I received the Lord. And my life changed. But I made that. That's what you have to see. You have to realize that people say, well, if God wants it, it will be. No, 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 no. If it has to be, if you are in the, in the, in the equation, if you are part of the equation, God will respect your choosing. Jesus died for everybody. You know that? Jesus he just didn't die for a little group. The Bible says clearly that he died for everyone. The Bible says in Timothy that, the book of Timothy, that uh, God wants, he desires for everyone to know the truth and to come into salvation. The only salvation is Jesus Christ that paid our debt in the cross of Calvary. Now, the interesting thing here is that God says that he wants everybody that's his desire. Not only he wants everybody to come to the truth with the truth of Jesus. What did Jesus how do I know that? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is Jesus Christ. Now, clearly, God wants everybody to be saved. But not everybody saved. More people go to hell every day when they die, they go to heaven. So God's will is not done. Why? Because it happened that God will respect your choosing and my choosing. Huh? So when you and I or whomever, you see, we can pray for somebody in order to be influenced, for the Holy Spirit to show them things, for the Holy Spirit to continue making them see what is the best way to get out of the problem or what's the best way to choose, but you have to choose. It doesn't matter how much God wants it. It doesn't matter how much you pray. At the end of the road, each person has to choose. You've been chosen since you... We're little. Choose for milk. Choose for the bathroom. Choose for this. You choose. You choose. Choose. Choose constantly. Now you are older. You're even worse. Why worse? Because now you think you know everything in life. That's why Jesus says, "Unless you don't become like a child, you will not see the benefits of the kingdom of God." You got to become a child. What does it mean? You're going to have to trust me. That's what God says. You're going to have to trust me. You see, as we get older, we lose the trust. 
Because there are many things happening in our lives. And when you're a little boy, a little kid, when you were a little kid, you got there and say, hey, come on, jump. Come on, Johnny, jump. You jump. When Johnny gets your age, jump, Johnny. He say, ah, I'm going to let me drop me. That, he won't jump. Because with time, you lose. With time, you lose that uh, innocence that Jesus wants you to re reacquire it. As, of course, reacquire that innocence towards him. Total trust. Even though you may not understand me, you do what I tell you because it's good for you. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So today is a day of victory for you. You have to realize this is your day. This is your day. And we are getting very close for the world to be impacted in many areas. Things are bad out there. Terrible out there. Very bad out there. They're going to continue to be worse. But God has promised for his people of protection. Because the tomb is empty. And that his victory is my victory. And your victory if you choose for it to be. If you choose for it to be. For it choose to be to be. So people couldn't understand what you say. You see, people were saying that God, that Jesus was crazy. You know that? Let me go to that. That is in where? That's in, uh, I'll give you that one. That's in Mark. Mark 3.21. Give me the Mark 3.21. You got it there? Mark 3.21. And when his friend heard of it, they went out to lay hold of him. For they said, he is beside himself. That's what they were talking about Jesus. He's beside, you know what? This is an older style of, preach, of speaking. He's beside himself means he's out of his mind. That's what it means. He's out of his mind. He's nuts. He's crazy. Why? They couldn't understand him. He was in another level. The Bible says the judge, the just, shall live by faith. Faith, the only way you walk by faith is on another level, in the level that Jesus walked always by faith. Because we are all in the natural. Remember, let me have to put it this. Uh, reasoning. Reasoning is how Reasoning operates by evidence. All right? Reason operates by evidence. Evidence. But the supernatural operates by faith. That means operates by truth. The only truth is God is the only truth. Everything they have told you that is true, in years they have changed it. You just have to, just watch, you watch TV. 
Things that five, six, seven, ten years were true, now they are lawyers making money because that gives you cancer, gives you this. And uh, this is crazy. All the facts change. All the facts. I remember a long, long, long time ago, saccharin, everybody, all the saccharin, yeah, no more sugar, the sugar is bad for you, saccharin. All, the, all, the, all this uh, sodas with saccharin. All of a sudden, no saccharin gives you cancer. Stop. What about all these people that drank saccharin for so many years? So what I mean to say, and what am I going to say about, I don't want to talk about the vaccines. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the vaccines. Because if you, don't, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to catch COVID. And you got vaccinated, you got COVID five times. What I mean to say <laughs> is that, what I mean to say, and those that have been vaccinated, some of them have problems now because of the vaccine. What I'm talking about is, I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about that all the facts that are now, evidence right now, are subject to be changed years from now because all the things have changed. The only thing that can ever be changed is the truth. And the truth, true, comes from God. Give the Lord a hand. Oh, praise the name of Jesus, man. So, praise God. This is, this is tremendous. So, in, uh, let's see, 1 Corinthians 15, 12 and 14. I'm, uh, let me see. He says, now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Continua. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. No. Nothing. Empty. It's worth nothing. Everything is based in the resurrection of Christ. Everything is based. Now, they were already preparing the thing, saying that he was out of his mind. Okay? He was out of his mind. They were already thinking that he was a crazy man that wanted to be a hero. And you know, there are people right now in this life that they will give their life, make a suicidal, will jump out of whatever, so they want the cameras there in order to be a hero, and they will give up his own life in order to make a point. So he could have been one crazy man that will go through a tremendous, horrible death just to be a hero. But you see, he rose from the dead. Then all that went down the drain because his death gave valor, gave power to his teachings and to his death. If he would have not risen from the dead, 
all that before happened, before he died, were not had any power at all, any authority at all. So for him to rise from the dead, it is our victory and our triumph because my faith works because it's based in an empty tomb. Your faith is your faith is based in an empty tomb. All his teachings are based in that empty tomb. It was not in vain. All his suffering and all his pain are based in an empty tomb. And all that he said about you, all the authority he says you have now because you're a member of his body, if you receive him, I want you to know that is based in an empty tomb. So whenever you stand in anything you may be, you may be believing God for, whatever area you stand, you can remain and hold fast. Think of the tomb that is empty. You are going to be, you're going to be attacked, you're going to be tested. Sometimes it's going to seem that it will not work. It doesn't matter what it seems. Remember what I taught you. Reasoning is based in facts. Reasoning is based in evidence. We don't go by evidence. We go by truth. Evidence can be changed. The word of God will never be changed. That's why you stand. It looks like it cannot be. It looks like, hey, hey, it will happen. You will see the power of God manifest as whatever you may be believing God for is going to come your way. Give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. I just got to tell you this quick. Give me, give me two more minutes. Are you guys hungry? I have another service. I'm doing the three today, man. I'll tell you. Si habla español, le espero en otro. So, okay, quickly. I, to, I got to tell you this because I said in this, uh, this first service, it wasn't not in my notes, but I had to do it. One of the things that we acquire because of his resurrection is that God will allow us to enter his mode, well, his mode, but his territory of operations. God is in eternity. And there's an area of eternity which I will call heaven. Heaven is the capital of eternity. Look at eternity like a, a kingdom. Live, God reigns in his kingdom in eternity, and that's called heavens. But there's an area that this king has, the king of kings, my lord, in a territory that he operates. And as we receive Jesus Christ, 
we become part of Jesus, member. The arm is me, the leg is me, all the members that is here are me, so the members of the body of Christ are ours. We are. Got it? So there's an area of operation, a territorial area in that eternity. And in that territorial area, I got to go slow in this one because it's, I don't want to, you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> so, that he operates in a territory that is called the Kairos of God. Uh, we operate in the Kronos. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, tomorrow, my, tomorrow, mañana, pasado. Hmm? But there is another time called Kronos, uh, Kairos. And that Kairos is in a territory that God managed. In that territory, that time, that Kairos, that time, there's no future. And we have the ability, I'm trying to explain this to you so you get the idea. If you enter that territory of how God operates, he wants you to operate in that time because you are supposed, when we talk about confession of the word, confession means biblically to say the same thing that God says. You, if you say the same thing that God says, you become in harmony. If you tell me something and I get together with you and then we're in harmony in that area. So, for things to happen and to develop on this earth, because now I got authority. Remember, Jesus Christ took from the devil what Adam lost. I already said that at the beginning. And now... Jesus Christ make me a member of his body as I receive him in my heart. So now I have the authority and the right to enter that territory called the now territory. The kairos of God is the now territory because there's no future. It's always now. And if we see it like that, you, I'll give you the best for you to understand a little bit. You will not understand everything. But we are not called here to understand anything. We are called, according to the Scripture, to believe everything that God says, not to understand everything he says. Whenever God allows us to understand a little bit, how great. But if I don't understand a thing, I don't care. I'm here to obey. I'm a soldier in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So, what I mean to say that it's a now. That's why when you say, I'm praying, they pray for me, I'm going to be healed of this sickness, this attack. It sounds good, but it's not what God says. It's something that appears to be close to what he said. But it's not what he said. And the Bible says, say the same thing God says. Don't say things that appear to be close to what he said. But he's going to heal me. No. He heals you now. Because he said now territory. 
when you say he's going to heal me, you, he doesn't have the obligation to do nothing that you don't say exactly like he says. So you keep saying, the Bible says, let the weak one says, I'm strong. Let the weak one say, I'm strong. Why? Because it's not let the weak one say, I'll be strong. No, you say, I'll be strong, you're not saying what God is saying. Let the weak one say, I'm strong, I'm present. But I'm really weak. It doesn't matter. In this level, you are weak, but in this other, God is saying that you are strong. If you continue to declare what is happening in that territory of the now territory, things are going to change in this area. Oh, my God. Now, in Jesus Christ, you have the ability to enter the now territory of God. Give another hand. Hallelujah.